introduction, so uh, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, welcome back for those of you who are listening. Uh, if, you know, those are people who are listening. So actually, we got, a, um, we got a guest. As we promised last time, we had to deal with some uh, technical difficulties to get this going, but we got somebody in. Uh, we got Pat in. So what's up, Pat? How you doing, gentlemen? Uh, pleasure to finally join. After a little finagling here. Nice. 100%, man. 100%. Uh, and Pat is not just a guest. I mean, Pat, just the same way with uh, uh, how me and Taras go back, uh, me and Pat go back. But you guys been you guys been friends for a long time. Yeah, yeah a bro. Longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little longer. I, I remember your day one here. You know, I'm like, who's, who's this guy flying in? But uh, it's, been, it's been a long ride. Yo, I think I think I met you guys at the same time. Yeah, I think we were all hanging out at uh, Rossi's mom's house uh, when yeah. you flew in, and exactly. yeah, we hold the we heard the whole story, and it was like, oh man, this guy's like <laughs> been through some shit. This guy fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to be the one to say it, but <laughs> uh, but that's what everyone was thinking. <laughs> This is gonna be a trip. Oh man, like yeah, he didn't take the Google the address, you know? Like what's up? <laughs> Google Maps is pretty good these days, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot better now than it was before. But uh, now we're yeah. here, bro, and uh, that's true. And now we're live. Um, for those that, for those of you that don't know, Pat, he's uh, he's uh, he's from Poland. You were born there, right? You're Polish. I was uh, born in America, my friend. Oh. oh, so we got the non-immigrant. This is we the first the non-immigrant on the show, man. We got yeah. the not-immigrant immigrant. immigrant. <laughs> I'm, I'm as immigrant as a non-immigrant can get, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, makes perfect sense to me, man. I hope that it makes sense to people who's listening. You uh, know what I mean? Uh, yeah, my, my family is as Polish as it comes. You know, I grew up, uh, spent a lot of time in Poland in my younger years, and here I am. Here you are, bro. For the longest time, I, I did not know, actually, that you were speaking, uh, you could speak Polish. And then suddenly I hear you just talking with your dad on the phone. I'm like, yo, this guy <laughs> flew in. It was a quick switch from English to uh, to Polish. Actually, I I, 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 I got to be honest. I, I got a lot of, um, I got I got to give props to Pat. He helped me out. He helped me out with English a lot. He uh, corrected me with a lot of words. He co- corrected me with a lot of cultural um, attitude. Um, he he taught me about like how to. Well, he didn't teach me, but he was more like, "Yo, bro, like this is the shit you can say, and this is the shit you can't say." <laughs> I mean, you know, like I was I was a little harsh, you know. I'll, I'll tell you that, but you know, I, I couldn't hear you butchering the English language like that, so I had to help you out a little bit. Yo, so let me tell you a story, yo. Let me tell you a story. So this is what happened. So, uh, the first time I met you guys, and I, you know, whatever, I got Pat's number, and I don't know what it was, but I was, we you know, we just got, we had a conversation going on on you know, um through the phone and I was texting him and like back home in Europe, like sending a wink face, you know what I mean? Like a wink face like that. It's, it, you know, it's very common. Like, you know, like from guy to guy, like no, there is no mis- misunderstanding there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so so oh, I, I remember keep, this. I yo, remember so this. I You're sending, sending me winks too, man. I was like this fucking guy, man. <laughs> uh, questionable, time. you know? Strange times. So I think, I don't know what it was, but I think I was asking him something about, yo, do you remember, do you remember that girl in Jersey that I, I was kind of oh, like, specific. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like, I, I tried to go over to that girl's place or we just trying to like, I don't know, go on a date or whatever, but I needed a car. 
So I was mm-hmm. texting. I remember I was texting Taris. Bro, I texted Taris and he sends me, bro, my car is on the lift. He sends me a picture of his car. <laughs> Little being elevated, like wheels off. He's like, bro, I'm sorry, man. You can't have it. <laughs> so then yeah. I, I, had to, so I, I had to put it on the lift real quick, man. I was like, man, Tam was borrowing my car? What? <laughs> I figured. I figured. I figured yeah, I you see were you put some crazy U-turns, you know, in the middle of Route 9. <laughs> like, that shit don't fly here. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I, I had to get used to the New Jersey customs and whatnot. So I'm texting Pat, and I think it was about a car, and I think I was I was trying to figure out how to how to get to that you know uh, to that city uh, in Jersey. And I sent him a wink face once. He doesn't say anything. I sent him a wink face twice, <laughs> and then the oh, third bro. time I sent him again. He's like, "Temo, bro, listen, <laughs> let me teach you something." <laughs> He said, you can't send wink faces in America, man. Like, it's not going to be understood the same way. I'm like, oh, really, bro? Since day, I swear to God, I've never sent a wink face to another guy. I'm not kidding. <laughs> good, good. You learned something fucking positive in this country, man. He's like, bro, like, you're not gay, right? So I'm like, I'm like, no, man, wait, why are you saying this? Then stop sending wink faces, bro. <laughs> no, you know what the problem is over there in Europe? It's like a little more loose with the fucking, the it way the, the shit is with the dudes. You know, they're fucking... It is, bro. Here I in mean, America, is strict as fuck, bro. You cannot be fucking around with sending wink faces. and <laughs> Yeah, the, the bro code in America is a little more serious. You know extreme. what I mean? It's the, extremely serious. I don't know. Serious. Would you say all over the United States, though? Yeah. Would you? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, LA might be, make some exceptions, but... <laughs> nah, it's... <laughs> I think if you're a straight dude in in America, it's pretty strict code, bro. There's yeah, no I, I'd say you're so. not you're not crossing lines, bro. I mean, Damn. and we live. Listen, we live in like a liberal place, so trust me, dude. It's pretty so strict. This, so is this like a like a non-verbal uh, contract that everybody everybody is aware of? It's just, it's just an understanding. You know what I mean? It's like you just don't wink. At, like if you were chilling with a dude, would you wink at him? I don't think so. Exactly. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Would you be winking at a dude? If you're sitting next to me winking at me, bro, we're having a problem. You know what I mean? Look, it's there's a difference between physical wink and a text message wink. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I was so confused. I was like, yo, did I offend this guy? He was like, Tamo, you can't do that here, bro. I'm like, all right, man, I'll stop winking, bro. (laughs) Don't get don't get mad at me. Since then I stopped winking. People get wrong impressions, man. Yeah, yeah you, you never know, you know, he might catch the wrong dude, like, he might take it as an insult, like, you call me gay, bro? <laughs> 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 like, yeah, so. No, but I'm, I'm I'm glad. The other thing that I used to do was, uh, like, you know, when you finish off a sentence, you put a space, and then you put an exclamation mark or a question mark. So I would put a space and an exclamation mark and a question mark. And I noticed, like, people here, when they when they text... No one does that. It just, you know, you, 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 you write your sentence and immediately follows the exclamation mark or question mark, whatever, right? I used to put a space, but then I realized everybody back home does the same way. It's only me that's like doing it fucked up. You get what I'm saying? So that... <laughs> so like, is everybody back home not sending wing face too, you know? So are you the only... Yeah. No, 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 no. Are, you, are you the exception here? No, no. Back home, it's very common to send wink faces, heart faces, bro. Just that's like anything goes. I mean, up to a certain standard, I guess. It depends also on the context of the fucking <laughs> of the fucking text. But see, but that's the difference, bro. Like Europe, Europe, like you might think, like the Western Europe might be very similar to uh, to America, but it's it's not. Like we we have our. Uh, it's way you, know, you guys yeah, wink at each other. It's cool. Yeah, we it's wink cool. at each other, bro. Like doing te- like yeah through text. That's not a problem. Um, but then I also noticed that I, I had my, just my own weird, weird shit when it, when it came to texting. So I had to learn a lot, man. 
Bro, when I when I got here, I had to. I thought I was a foreigner, bro. And then Pat. Oh, you're a foreigner. Don't worry about it. You're an extreme version of a foreigner, bro. Still are. There's foreigners to come. I'm definitely as an immigrant as an immigrant can be. You get what I'm saying? I might like fit in in some ways because like I could adapt. But when it comes down to it, I'm I'm. I mean, it's gotten a lot better, wouldn't you say, Pat? Oh yeah, like. You know, I'd say when you got here, you're like le- level like 11 out of 10 in the foreigner scale. And now <laughs> you bumped it down to like a, a solid, you know, two, three, I'd even give you. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Pat. I, was, I, was, I was thinking you're going to say like six, seven, man. You, you give nah, him, I, I got to give him credit. I got I to gotta give it where it's, credit where it's due, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. But no, bro, all jokes aside, we've been, um, We've been knowing each other now for a long time. Well, a long time for a while now, especially um, you know ever since I got here um, uh, in this country, and uh, it's been uh, it's been an, uh, interesting. It's been interesting how everything changed. I, I, I stayed in Jersey with you guys, and I came out here, and um, we all kind of like we all kind of grew up. Like I met you guys. Yo, how old were you when I met you, uh, Pat? Oh man, I, I don't even know how long have we known each other. It's like. Uh, maybe like eight years or seven years. Eight years? Wow. So I was like 23, 22. Yeah, I think bro. it's been like eight years at least. Yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely been a while. It's crazy how fast the time has flew by. Yeah, man. Yo, so for those those of you that don't know, and it's going to be a lot of those, <laughs> uh, Pat... <laughs> no. Yo, Pat is a is a is a car expert. He's a car whisperer, and mainly BMW. And uh, yo, you got your own thing going on, right, on Instagram? Yeah, why don't, yeah, you, uh, yeah, yo, why don't you give little, a give it a little shout out? Yeah, I got my little uh, page going. You know, where I post up uh, some of the stuff I do uh, with these uh, BMWs, uh, SMG to six MT. That's uh, the number six. Uh, my specialty is doing these uh, manual swaps on the the older M3s, the E46 M3. Uh, that's something you know. Uh, actually, a lot of the crew uh, got into. Years ago, um, Taris had one of these cars. I had one. Uh, our boy Rati had one. Garam, you know. So uh, it's turned into a you know a little BMW uh, team back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's... Feel, I, I feel like it still remains like a BMW crew. Remains. You you got us hooked, bro. Like yeah, you're the guy. I'm, a, you're the I'm, guy. A, I'm the guy who had the supply. You know, like you just a little little shot. You try this, and then you know we all got hooked and. And we've been making the same mistakes over and over ever since. Yeah. Our friends <laughs> our, our friendship has cost me a lot of money, bro. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of oil leaks, huh? Oh man, plenty of so that. So it's at SMG to 6MT, right? Yes, I'll sir. try to I'll try to Thanks. once we uh get this up on uh, iTunes and stuff, I'll try to put it in the show notes. So yeah, straight up, straight up, man. And uh I like guaranteed. Any question you might have about BMWs or any car, um, you can hit him up. Uh, although, bro, every time he posts a story, I feel like you need a degree to understand what's going on in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I got I to gotta post some more of like the pretty pictures where it's just like, all right, this looks cool. <laughs> Yo, sometimes, <laughs> I'm like, 
Yo, sometimes the angle you have on those pictures, I'm like, yo, how did he get there? Like, how did he, like, how did he put his phone in there to take a clear picture like that? Like, you're like, like, you don't, you don't take a picture of like uh, of the engine. You're like within the engine. You're taking like pictures of the bolts and like screws and shit like that. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. He's bro. got a lift, bro. He's got a lift. The, the lift helps, and like, uh, I've destroyed quite a few phones. You know, dropping them into some places <laughs> they shouldn't go into. <laughs> oh man, this one time I remember. Um, we were cleaning. I, we, uh, we, um, I went by the shop. Uh, the shop you guys had over there on uh, Old Town Road, or what, whatever it was called. Yeah, and, uh, Old Farm Road. <laughs> Old Farm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we were about to like work on 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 the Camry, and I, and I show up there, and he just he just got back with a Beamer, bro. And then and then he, uh, what did you do, bro? You uh you unscrewed the uh, the cap for the oil, and that shit like spattered all over his eyes. Bro. Oh, it was dude, mad I was, dangerous. I was doing an oil change on my car, and I just got there, and I didn't. I like I just got this car pretty recent at the time, so you know it, it took a short drive, and you know got on the lift, got it set up. It was wild, but like these cars run so hot, and I had no idea, <laughs> so I I was uh, unscrewing the drain plug. And it overshot the drain pan by like two feet because the oil was so hot. And then, yeah, you saw me get covered in the oil, spill it everywhere, and then burn myself in the process. So that was oh, definitely amateur hour. You didn't expect that. No, I did not. Like, I it overshot by like a foot or two. <laughs> you know, Damn, like usually kind of gauge where it's gonna flow. Nah, this was yeah. not the case. And not only that, but if that shit got into your eyes, I mean, we would be looking at a serious problem, man. Yeah, I would have. You would have had to probably drive me to the hospital, bro, or something, something like that. I mean, good thing you were there, you know. I was there, man. I was, uh, I was there to back up. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember doing a lot. <laughs> I was there. I was like, you okay, bro? What can I do? <laughs> I th- I think we had a good laugh. <laughs> we did have a good laugh. We did have a good laugh. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever cleaned up so much oil off the floor. <laughs> that was uh, oh, that was a good time, man. That was uh, that was my first purchase of. Uh, my own my my vehicle in the United States, and uh, Pat helped me out fix that car up, bro, mechanically, uh-huh. and then Guram helped me out, you know, uh, making sure the car looked fine and exchanging the house paint the the previous owners used on the fucking Camry. <laughs> oh man, oh, do you remember when we went to go buy that car? Oh, that was a story. <laughs> that, that was a story, bro. I, I I still don't know till this date if that was real or that was scripted. I don't know, but uh, regardless, we got a win out of it, so. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. It was like middle. It was like the middle of the night. Like we were like fighting over the car with other people. They were offering more, but like we were nicer to the people. So they're like, "Oh, we don't want to sell to them. We want to sell to you." We we played the religious card, man. We, we did. We did. Card. And we, we, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying we, we saw they had the Jesus sticker on the car, so we used that to our advantage through text. I remember. Uh, you know, there was a little God bless you thrown in and, you know, a little bit goes a long way. Yo, we get there and there's, and I think it was raining too. And there was another guy there with his son and they, yo, he was fighting. He was like, I, like, I'm here. I got the cash. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm here to win. So we're in this car with the owner. We talk to him. We talk a little about Jesus and Hey, like bless you or whatever. Everything's good or whatever. You connect them on that side. And the owner was all right. I'll sell it to you for this price. Right. And the moment that guy heard at what price the owner said it to me, yo, he was like, oh my God, that's a good deal. <laughs> he was going off. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I'll pay you more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Pat, Pat was there to back me up, man. That was, uh, and, I, got, um, 
I gotta say, man, I gotta give Pat credit. He always comes up whenever there's like something going on with like buying and selling cars. Like you always pretty quick on your feet with like noticing like little stuff. Like you'd be the only one who noticed like a like a cross in the car and like text them God bless you or something because you know like they would fucking recognize that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's hilarious because I noticed that over the years with you, you always pick up like these little things and it it always works out in your favor, which is great. <laughs> yeah, you know you gotta you gotta like build that rapport with people, you know, like connect on something. So. And he's like, yeah. always, always compliment them. Like if they have another car, be like, oh man, this is, this is really sweet. And you know, you got to just play the game a little bit, especially if you're trying to get a deal, you know, you got to get on their good side. Yeah. Yo, yeah. And, and, and the other thing is um, like knowing the knowledge you have about cars, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, like, how do like, how can you, um, um, how can you like advise people at home that are trying to, for example, like, right. Like buying cars, oh. for example, secondhand, like what, what are the main things you would want to focus on as, as an experienced, you know, car seller or car buyer yourself? Uh, and then the right, hold on a second before cars. he's going to, before you're going to give the advice back, mm-hmm. is this advice for somebody I'm asking Tamara right now, is yeah. this advice for somebody who's into cars and no shit about cars or just a regular person? Yo, let's, let's go for a regular person. Cause I mean, I mean, right. you know, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> right that, let it rip. <laughs> A regular person, real easy. You can find uh, the newest, lowest mileage uh, Toyota Camry that you can find on Craigslist or uh, cars.com. And uh, you can try to get, you know, shop around, find the, you know, best deal you can and uh, try to buy a private party. And and that's it. That's the, you know, that's the short version of it. That's the short version of a Toyota Camry. That's the way to go. Low mileage is the price. The Camry yeah. will get you through any like any hard times. Uh, it's 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 you know it's like that rock that's always there. Yes. It's the closest thing to having like you know the loyalty of a dog. If not better, listen. It's not better. <laughs> I always said that when I had it, every time I had a Camry, it was every time I was going through some rough shit. You know what I mean? Like I was, that's what I it was. Is. Uh, I was always like alternating between like Beamers and like Camrys. <laughs> that was like my always. I'm do, I have a Beamer. I'm doing good. I'm like, all right, some stressful shit coming up. I gotta get rid of the Beamer. I gotta get my ass in the Camry because, dude, that bitch will never leave you stranded. And listen, if those of you guys listening, I'm the, I'm saying this is like a public service announcement right now. <laughs> all right, if you're struggling financially. Get a Camry. Sell whatever you have. Sell all your fucking assets. Move in with your parents. Rent some shithole and get a Camry. If you, you know, girlfriend's treating you like shit, you're breaking up, you're bummed out, sell your shit, get a Camry, son. <laughs> It'll get you through. You know, whatever you deal with, just get a Camry. It will fucking, it It'll will hold you, you back, dude. And it will fucking, if you want to become a <laughs> millionaire, get a Camry, dude. You'll definitely get there. Yo, Camry will never let you down. I, I first learned about the Camry. Because my my uh, Beamer would break so often that like I couldn't drive it, <laughs> so you know even, sometimes even the parts would be too expensive. So then you have old old faithful to you know to get you from A to B, and that's that's what makes uh, owning a Beamer possible. <laughs> you have a Camry. <laughs> yes. Oh man. So so Pat. So um, I mean a lot of us are into cars. I'm into cars. I love cars. And right. I have, I have somewhat of an understanding of like you know I of a vehicle and engine or whatever. And I'm nowhere, nowhere near to your understanding, obviously, and Taris and whatever, and, and all our friends back in Jersey. But what, what, like, what made you really dive into like the specifics and, and you, cause you love it, right? I mean, you, you can't be doing this, like what you do and, and, uh, you know, swapping engines, swapping transmissions on, on beamers and whatnot without 
loving it. And I, I, and I know it's a cruel job too. I know it's tough and it's not easy. It's frustrating and things don't work out. It never works out. <laughs> and I, I don't think you've, I, I, I can imagine you've never had a job where everything just worked out flawless and everything went by the book. There was always this, there must've been always a surprise under the, underneath the engine, right? So what, what drove you into that, um, you know, into that, I don't know. In, in, into, into that, that field. field. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's it, like initially it was out of necessity, right? Like, so I like this car, but then like, you know, being young and stupid, like I didn't do my research. I didn't know like how much this thing is to like maintain and, you know, to fix when, when things go wrong. You know, you, you go to like a shop to get something fixed. It's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. <laughs> So, you know, first I had like just had, had to do it out of necessity. You know, if something would break, I'd do my research, uh, learn how to fix it, and and you know, I was I was always into like the mechanical stuff from like a younger age. Um, you know, when I was younger, uh, I was lucky enough to get uh, like a dirt bike. Uh, my dad got me uh, and my brother, and you know, of course, you know, you start riding around, you start breaking stuff, and and then like you know. Then you get hit with the mod bug and you're like, all right, how can I make this faster so I can do something stupid? So. (laughs) (laughs) A mod bug, man. That's the bug you don't want to catch. That's that's it. So that's, that's a very dangerous uh, territory, you know, if if you want to keep your finances, right? (laughs) Especially when it comes to cars. But yeah, it was just like, uh, I always had that, that passion for it. I, you know, enjoyed doing it, even though sometimes it really sucks and, you know, you, you have your challenges and, you know, but then when you figure it out, it's the best feeling ever because you're like, yeah, fuck you. I won. Yeah. Nice. I like that. That's a good I mentality. Like that. that's, right there, that's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, and I started just doing it more and more. And then, you know, when I realized I could make money doing it, it got even better because then it's like selling drugs to fund your drug habit. <laughs> you know? Yo, so. it's, it's, it's interesting you say that, but yo, I think it, it, it's also something about Eastern European people and cars. Would you say so? For sure. For sure. I, I don't know about that. I think, no? I, I, nah, dude, let's be real. I, I know I have so many Eastern European friends who don't know dick about cars, man. I think it has to do more with your personality, if I'm being honest. Um, if you had that inclination since you were a kid, you know, it's just, you got it in you, dude. I mean, like I said, dude, I have so many friends. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Tamo, because, you know, sometimes if you're an immigrant, you kind of got to do shit out of necessity. So regardless if you're Eastern European or like South American or whatever, you know, or African or whatever, like you, you know, if you're an immigrant or if you like last well off than somebody else and, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to keep your shit going, right? So if you live in, in the United States, especially if you live in somewhere like Jersey where you have to drive everywhere to get to work, you know, people who start fixing their own cars. But I think as far as like being into cars, I think it's so specific for people who are like, I, I think you got to be born with it or, or somehow I get think? introduced or somehow get introduced to it. Like when you're a little kid, like you see a car and it just fascinates you. Because I, I don't know, it, I think it's something very specific. Every time I've like I've been, you know, part of different car clubs and like went to meets and stuff, and yeah, you meet people, man. It's just and it's it's strange because it's like you meet people all over. Like it's like it's not just like a, one uh, group of people. I mean, there is like cars no. that are predominantly one group of people. You know, like you yeah. know, with Honda Civics, there would be Puerto Ricans yeah. and <laughs> be, it would be Eastern Europeans. But yeah. for the most part, it's pretty diverse. 
Yo, I don't know. Look, in Belgium, for example, right? I've mm-hmm. never I've never met an Armenian that did not know like a thing about BMWs. Never. Never? Any Armenian I've met, bro, they fucking knew the shit about BMWs, man. I'm like, how is this possible? How? I've never met a Polish dude, right, back home that did not know how to, like, work on a car. They always knew how to, like, even Georgians. Georgians, they, they know how to work on cars. Bro, you ask my uncle, I, I would ask my uncle anything. He would tell me about, like, what's wrong with the car. You mm. know what I'm saying? Maybe <laughs> too, too basic instinct. You know, maybe not as far as, like, what Pat does, but... But I think it's an interesting thing because I've met a lot of Belgians who do, like they don't even know they have a you know spare tire in their trunk. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I know a lot of like you know like I don't know my, my friends who are predominantly Eastern European they get stranded on the side of the road they got to change brakes or whatever I mean you know they could they could probably handle it you know so it's just interesting how how that's set up like that so that's why I was asking Pat what do you think about it? I think I think it, there's definitely something to it you know because I I think it's depending like you know the culture you're from it's yeah. maybe a little more common to like like in poland like you know everybody works on their own stuff you know to a certain yep. extent you know what i mean and and yep. um and for my family specifically i had a lot of people that were into cars like my dad's always been into cars you know so yeah. growing up you know i was he, he had cars and like equipment for his uh for his business so i was always yeah. like playing with the stuff you know just like even when he would like fix shit I would be there, you know, kind of helping him out, giving him a wrench. And even when I was like very, very young, like my, um, my aunt would tell me, uh, how like I was always like, I knew everything about the cars, like driving by. Right. Like she, they were like amazed. Cause I can like name what type of car it was when I was like, you know, five years old or whatever. I was just always stars, into the cars, baby. you know? You see? Yeah. But you but see, I for think- me, it was, like, different. Like, my dad, he was not, like, you see how your dad was into cars, Pat? Mm-hmm. And, he, like, he worked on stuff. My dad never, he was, like, completely foreign to him, right? And I was I was completely opposite. So my dad was very into, like, playing soccer. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, soccer, soccer is everything. And then, you know, he didn't care about anything else as far as, like, cars and, and whatever. That was, like, soccer was his only hobby. And, like, I have a lot of friends in Ukraine still that, you know, don't, you know, a lot of them do know how to do stuff and a lot of them don't. And I feel like that's why it's so mixed because like, you know, see, like when you're saying since you were a little kid, I was like that when I was a little kid too, right? Like I mm-hmm. was, you know, I always knew all the cars. I Like I had, you know, posters and I was always fixing shit. Even, you know, if it wasn't working after I fixed it, I was always messing with stuff, tinkering. <laughs> but like my dad didn't have that inclination. Neither did my mom, obviously. So like it's strange that I'm like, I, I was just like into it. I, like right. there's just nothing in my family that would lead me to it. And especially on my mother, on my mom's side that like, there was not a lot of people who were like technically inclined with like fixing stuff. I mean, like I said, people fix shit just because out of necessity, not because mm-hmm. yeah. they wanted to. But nobody was like into cars, and then I think, I w- and it's strange because even my cousins, like there was only like I have a lot of cousins, only like very few of us. They're like actually me and this other guy. That's it, and everybody else is not. <laughs> Yo, I think like Pat said it before, and I think I, I, I you know, that's that's a, v- a very big thing to it because in like in, in in the Eastern European culture, like you tend to fix shit on yourself more often. Than going mm-hmm. to somebody else and having it done for you or getting service. Where and like moving to Belgium, for example, and even here in the United States, that service is, is available for you. And people are, are people here are more, you know, are, are, are it's it's more available to to um to afford that service. You see what I'm saying? But back home, you can't. You, you 
you can't afford that service. You know what I'm saying? You have to fix it yourself. It's, it's more common to do that way. So whether it's cars or not, we're just more, I, I, I think we're just more inclined to fix things on our own. It yeah. could just be, you know, something at the house. It could something be with your car. It could be just anything. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think there's definitely a lot to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a good thing, man, because like you said, it teaches you about dealing with a problem and, fi- and you know, figuring it out. And in the beginning, that problem is going to look very overwhelming. But then once you figure it out, you're like, fuck that. I, you know, I got it. Yeah, like, and sticking it. through with it, right? So, like, it's another, that's another thing, you know, when you, when you encounter a problem, a lot of people might just give up halfway mm-hmm. through it or in the beginning. But, like, if you learn to, like, oh, you know what? I have to stick through it to see it till the end. That's a good habit to have, you know, to, to develop. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and then the more you experience that, you know, like the better you get at just not being phased by a problem. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like it, it's basically it becomes routine when like something's not going right or you know, and not even just in like the aspect of a car, you know, and and anything, you kind of just don't get as easily discouraged. I feel like you, you just you know press on forward somehow, and you just figure it out. Yeah, it's good. Yo, That's a good and- habit to have. And have you also noticed how, like, because you're so aware of that and you, you're aware of, uh, for example, you know, in your situation, you fix cars and you you really pay attention to detail and make sure that you don't just fix it, you do it well, and it's going to have a guarantee to, 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 to mm-hmm. run for a longer period of time. You start appreciating um, things more. You start appreciating, you know, the value of uh, um a vehicle or it could also be just you, you appreciate your laptop more you appreciate your car more or your phone more because like you know how it you know you know like what it takes it when you take care of something you know that's going to last you long you get what i'm saying like for example oh, your car. yeah right so like I, I think like that's another great addition to that to, to having that type of mentality you start appreciating these little things subconsciously it just happens Oh, even, let's just, go ahead go ahead Pat. yeah not not even just that right but then like when you see something else made or somebody else working like doing something else i feel like you kind of have more appreciation for that as well when you see somebody you know doing quality work in, in like any aspect you know yeah. like even like a carpenter like or like you see you know some somebody designing something like even artistic or you know or like uh building something it's it's always cool to see you know like people putting their passion into it and just give like the end result you you can always tell the difference when somebody does it half-ass versus you know full effort yes that's 100 percent true i enjoy seeing people that are like technicians in their field doing stuff it's Mm -hmm. it's like it's to me this is it's amazing because you know you you, uh, you you know like you you know, you know cars, right? You know what it takes. You know what how it is to do good work, and you've seen a lot of shitty work, and that translates to into other fields. Like if you see somebody, like you said, working on the house and doing stuff, and somebody's doing it the right way, I mean, it's 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 very interesting. You know, like I, I like I've told Tamil, I read a lot of books, so I read this one book, The Five um, The Five Rings. I think it's this Japanese guy, uh, fucking samurai. So he has this quote and he says, when you know the way you see the way, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like that, right? Cause you know, the way of the, you know, if you put in the work, put in the time and you became like proficient at something and mm-hmm. you see people doing that in other fields that you might not be proficient, but you can just see the craftsmanship. You can see people, you know, you can tell, you can just tell. You yeah. Know? And, it, and it's, it's very, um, it's rewarding, man. It, you get to appreciate it. 
other people's yeah. work, you know? And, and uh, that's going to go a long way down the line in, in your life um, and the way you're going to look at just regular, you know, problems in, in, in life and, and oh. being inclined to, to fix stuff and then, you know, um, have that confidence of you know to yourself that you know what i could i could figure this out no matter like how overwhelming or or, or how, how how hard the problem might seem like oh let's not fucking forget something too in this country man this is a, i see there's a big problem of people not knowing how to just like be independent and be able to take care of their shit like mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying like so it's like to me this is like knowing how to like, you know, you don't have to be a mechanic. You don't have to be like a construction worker, but you got to be able to just like rely on yourself in certain situations. Yeah. And I see a lot of people like for me, like if I'm driving a car, right, I, I want to have some kind of knowledge of that car where if I something does happen, I, I can somewhat rely on myself to figure it out. Right. And I mm-hmm. see a lot of people kind of don't 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 do that here. You know, I, I, it's strange to me that like I, ha- I know people who don't know how to, uh, you know, fill up a tire with air. Right. Or even like catching those little things as you're driving. Right. You know, like w- like just knowing your car, right, how it usually drives and then just people being oblivious to like, y- you know, their tire being so flat that they're like counter steering to like keep it straight. <laughs> yeah but no, it's, not, it, it's like seriously dude it's you know i think as a guy especially as a guy i mean for women i don't have expectations like that uh yeah. although i would expect some women to know how to like fill a tire with air but you know whatever that's asking too much but for a guy as a guy as a man right you gotta be able to do basic shit son like come on you gotta be able to, i think it's a problem man i think it's like a you know we got too comfortable a, you got I, too comfortable, bro. You got too comfortable. There's a lot of comfortable people out here don't know how to change a tire, man. And it's fucking, <laughs> it's a problem, bro. Because if she hits the fan, like, we got nobody to rely on, dude. And I think it's a big problem uh, with our generation in general. Like, people people have gotten, like, kind of lazy and, you know, don't want to take the time to learn how to do something. They'd rather just take the easy way. Like, oh, let me call that guy. Let me call this guy. You know what I mean? Like, it, and like you said, it doesn't have to apply to just a car or like, you know, stuff in the house, you know, your toilet's yeah. not flushing, like you replace the handle, you, you, you know, your, your sink's leaking, you gotta, you know, change the faucet or change the cartridge in it, you know, like. Now, this is like a big problem and you, I see you recognize this as well. Do you think it translates to into the current events of what's going on in this country? This, this like, if we have like this like pacification of a fucking of oh, men 100 percent. Like if, you, if you're a dude and you're straight i mean you might as well be the fucking you, you might as well be responsible for like the worst crimes against humanity right so right. like it, it's not encouraged to be masculine right it's like everybody's like accepting of everything and it's not okay to like you know say certain things and and people kind of just getting soft and then here we go here we are 2020 you know we got tested a little bit and now shit's kind of you know, kind of hitting the fan, no? Oh, uh, absolutely. You, you know, like everybody's gotten so scared of, of, of everything. And it's like people, people can't use like common sense to kind of, you know, weigh risk versus reward. Right. You know, like, so initially we have this virus that comes in here and nobody knows anything about it. So, you know, pretty scary stuff. You, you see videos, people like, you know, in China and, and overseas, like dying like crazy, you know, so I, I understand it. You know, we got to, you know, lock down and, and, and 
put a hold on everything, see exactly what's going on with this. But, you know, you still have people like now where we're months into this thing. We know a lot more, you know, we have much better treatments. We know the risks are very low for, you know, a, a majority of the population, especially if you're under like 60 years old and people are still acting like this is, you know, like going to kill everybody it, like instantly if they're even exposed to the virus with these masks and all this stuff. It's like, you know, at what point do you give up all your freedoms for something that's like a point oh 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 something percent, you know, that might harm you. Right. Yeah, you're right. The, the the problem also is is that you could look at it as a problem, but if you have if you have a right um, discipline and if you have a right willpower, it could be a huge benefit so, for you. It's that we got used to the we got used to not finding ourselves in an uncomfortable position so once we find mm -hmm. ourselves in that position where it's like if it might feel unsafe it might feel like a risk we're like oh shit we, we get shook you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. everything everything we got so used to everything being so easy that when things become even like just a little bit more difficult we start freaking out right and, and we want and, the government to fix everything nobody wants to take accountability for anything right yeah that's another thing yeah that's another thing like we're, we're scared to take responsibility for uh, our own actions and we just we're just scared to take responsibility of like what we want to do uh, as individuals um and then when you when you look at it over over a long period a long period of, uh, of time and um you you look at a at a mass you're going to see the you know little things become like huge problems um, so, and you see that right now, man, you see that right now, people, people lining up to follow orders and then follow the news left and right. And then and stop thinking for themselves. Follow and the six foot yeah. apart sticker. So uh, see how do, how do we fix that? Ah, that's, that's I think just to that's spread awareness, bro. Yeah. I, I, it's not about fixing Taris. I don't think it's about fixing it. Cause it's look like this is the thing, bro. No matter how powerful you're going to be, you cannot stop time. And you're not going to be able to stop change. Change is necessary. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This mm -hmm. change that we're going through right now is necessary. You cannot stop this. The same way that, you know, in the 70s and the 60s, the television era came up or even, not even in the 60s, even before that, you know, the, 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 the newspaper was replaced by radio. The radios were replaced by the television. The television is replaced by streaming and movies and all that, uh, you know. So th these changes are, are necessary. The problem is the, the human mind, the people. How are we going to react to this change? Mm -hmm. Are we going to take it in an educative way and be like, okay, so this is what's going on and this is what we can do about it and this is how we can adapt to it? Or are we going to succumb to it and are we going to be afraid of it? Of the, uh, are we going to be afraid of this change? And are we just going to just tag along because this is what I heard and this is, what, uh, this is what's been said? You see what I'm saying? Because change mm -hmm. will always happen, man. And anything, and anything you see, change evolution is is necessary that's what time is you know you cannot stop time what you can stop is being stupid to a certain yeah, degree you know what i'm saying wow. <laughs> yeah. some people a little harder than others you know what i mean but i th i think i think you do bring up a good point because yeah. uh you know I, I think people have gotten like dumbed down a little bit uh and, and maybe stopped questioning things yes um because you see, like what's happening. Like if you watch the news, you would think the world is ending every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the the like, I feel like they use fear to control people to make them do what they want them to do. You know, on on a pretty big scale. 
because like e- even with this virus stuff you know like you, you turn it on every day you see like you know they show you these death tolls they tell you like all these cases and you're being told this every day and uh you know uh Taris mentioned this uh a couple weeks ago he's like you know if you saw this like for whatever any other reason every single day and it was kind of like drilled into you it would really make you like question question that and like start fearing that as well you know and it could be anything you you watch yeah. like car accidents happen every day in this country. You're gonna be afraid to even look at your own vehicle. You're gonna yeah. take the bus. Yeah. You're gonna you know you're gonna take the bicycle, bro. You're gonna be yeah. walking to your job. You know what I'm saying? No, you, uh, what I told Pac a couple weeks ago, I was like, if you saw every birth, because me and Tabo talked about this. Oh, yeah. if, you saw uh-huh. every, if you saw every birth, uh huh, every every minute on TV, like you would thought we were having a fucking invasion. Right? <laughs> it, would, true, it, would, right. it would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, right? it's like oh, we're gonna run out of pe- we're gonna run out of space for people. How, how are we gonna like? Yeah, how are we gonna support? Like, what's going on here? Like, like these people just popping out left and right every minute, like hundreds of them, thousands. You know, so it's 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 you gotta you definitely gotta be careful with you know current events. They're just something. You know, in the media, you know, I say this all the time. It's a business and, and mm-hmm. they're in the business of making money and the 24-hour news cycle. If you if you on it, if you're watching it all the time, man, you you, you might be in for a rough one. Uh, nothing good, nothing rough. good will come out of that for sure. Fear, anxiety. And I noticed this myself, man. If I, if I stay paying attention to stuff like this, I, I get, you know, I start to get concerned, man. I, I really do. And that's why it's so important for me personally to just limit my exposure to certain stuff, especially like social media and the news. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it can consume you. I'm not saying you should be oblivious to what's going on. You definitely should. But uh, having some kind of a limit and having, you know, some kind of a break from it and, and just say, thinking like, you know what? This is my immediate circle right here. This is mm-hmm. my family. This is my unit. These are my friends. Everybody's healthy. Let's keep plowing. You know, if some shit happens around me, I'm gonna have to deal with it. But for now, let's just let's just keep it moving. Let's go to work. Put on your pants. Make a sandwich. Pack that bitch in the bag, and let's go to work, man. Let's get it done. So yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, like you know, we could we could we could uh, we could be part of spreading that awareness, and then. And, not necessarily fixing the problem, but um, just just letting people know that look, man, like you, you're an individual. You know, you 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 can think for yourself, and you have uh, you have the power within you to uh, to change um, individually um, the, the way the way you're 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 going going about your life, the way you make your choices, and then the the way the current you know the status is of, of of let's say this country. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think you should. Go ahead. Uh, I think it's important to you know to question stuff. Like don't don't just take it for what you hear as as, as you know as as factual, you know. And I, and I think critical thinking has really you know been lost, where people you know are so consumed with their daily lives, they'll tune into the news and they take everything as truth, you know, without realizing, like Tara said, that you know these are media companies. They're in it to make money, so they have their own agendas. And you know if if you if you work all day, you know, you have, you come home, you got, you know, maybe half hour to catch up on the news. Uh, you know, you don't have time to research this stuff and, and question it. And, you know, we were kind of taught that the news tells the truth, but this is no longer the case. You know, I think the news has turned into much more. 
Yeah. So news turned into Instagram videos, uh, WhatsApp messages, Facebook messages, Facebook posts. So Twitter. it's not even yeah, Twitter, Snapchat. So it's not even about news anymore. Just just a huge load of information just dropped on your face. And now That's go true through too. Right? Like what's what's real? What's what what are you gonna believe? Like what's going on? And that's that that's very overwhelming, bro. That's gonna create a lot of anxiety, and I think it already has uh, created a lot of anxiety. And it's gonna it's gonna create um, division and separation between the people, because um, you, you're gonna see people like being like completely pro mask. You're gonna see people being anti mask, and now you're gonna you know see them together at, at a park or whatever. And immediately, bro, every time I walk down the street now, man, like I see like you know like I don't know like somebody w- walking towards me whatever they're crossing the street you know because i'm not wearing a mask and it's like it's like wow dude like look at this like subconsciously it's creating creating this kind of like this separation between us you see what i'm mm-hmm. saying so, so so do you guys think that maybe this comes down to leadership because in my opinion i think leadership is is everything you know and for for every country their president is their leader and so we have for the past few years you know we haven't had any, you know, leaders that kind of united everybody and, you know, maybe try to make people a little tougher. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's just I, I think leadership in this country is needs to be a, it's a serious issue. It needs to be addressed. Although I, I, you know, I think Donald Trump is a decent president. I don't necessarily, let's say, agree with him on everything. I would say he'd probably be better than, you know, some other people out there. But Still, he's still that, you know, there's still like that aspect of him that's a little slippery, you know, because he, he, he's done some stuff. And maybe maybe this country needs needs a change in terms of, of leadership, you know, put a somebody younger, somebody more dynamic. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the good way to go about this, because I think the major thing that should change is like just the mentality of people i i think there's a lot of that victim mentality here you know there's a lot of that you know poopy pants mentality like everybody's bitching and everybody's crying and but i don't see any solutions nobody's nobody's talking about you know solutions to problems but everybody's talking about problems so you know how do you how do you go about this how do you fix this i think i think it's just uh, with the the whole politics in this country, it's it's a big problem how like divided the two sides are. Right, you have a two party system, and basically more time is spent like attacking the you know let's say the president versus like working together to solve issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for three years, we were told that this guy like worked with Russia to like win the election, and you know they spent like all this time trying to remove him. And it ended up being, you know, nothing. And then, you know, instead of like doing, working for the good of the country, these people are focused on this and it just becomes like, oh, you said this, or you said that. And it's just finger pointing with that. Whereas like we, the people end up suffering because instead of representing us and working for us, you know, these people are fighting against each other to push their own, own agendas, you know, like there's basically no compromise. It's all like, Whoever is is in in the position to make the decisions makes the decisions. There's no working yeah. together uh, with, with both parties, and uh, I, I feel like this has started like even before Trump. You know, I think uh, Obama was very polarizing, 
So, you know, I think that's when like a lot of the division started between the Democrats and the Republicans. And it's only gotten worse with Trump because like since this guy got into office, like, you know, the, the whole liberal media and, and the Democrats have been so against him, like telling us he's like the next coming of Hitler, uh, you know, or like a dictator. And, you know, I don't think that helps to unite people because think about it. Like, like I said before, a lot of people are just tuning into the news for a few minutes a day. So if this is what you're hearing on the news, you're going to think, you know, that this guy's a piece of shit. You're watching a different channel. They're talking about somebody else. You're going to think they're a piece mm-hmm. of shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you don't get to even form your own opinion because you know, you're, you're, you're taking in biased information. Right. Yeah. I think also like when you, when you, when you mentioned leadership, that's uh, kind of got me thinking. I, I think like leadership, leadership has been gone since oh, a good time. Like, I don't know. Has there been leadership in the last, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years? And in, then in, in, let's say we're talking about United States, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like looking also like in Europe and kind of like what's going on there, whatever. I mean, to be honest with you, like I'm, I'm talking to my friends back in Europe, bro. I think it's worse out there right mm-hmm. now than what it is here, the way they are with their rules and the way they're just completely like illogical. And there is no more of it's 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 like I would almost say like bro like it become a complete like socialistic, like it it, it become it became all right now it became almost like a a softer version of communism and the, the the way the way like my my friends are talking to me about them wearing a mask and this paranoia about this virus and uh the the way they're handling so but when we talk about leadership has there been leadership here and do people want that do you think people want that. I think people not only do people want that that people need it and I think the problem why we we why we I would say the problem why we haven't seen it in in the public view like a president type situation is because it's a shitty job and not a lot of people want to take it like you know you guys know Jocko Willing right mm-hmm. like, I know yeah. Tamo knows it I don't know if you know it Pat you know him? yeah I know he is yeah imagine if this dude ran for president mm-hmm. if he was the president of this country. I'm just saying. Yeah. First of all, I can get behind this guy any day of the week, any day of the week. And if you cannot get behind him, you gotta be, you gotta be softer than fucking baby shit, son. Yo, this dude is ready to fucking get everybody straight on discipline, bro, and get everybody going. I mean, if somebody like that was a leader of the country, like think about it, bro. Yo, you're right. And to a certain degree, I see what you're saying because I I know that mentality, and 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 to a certain degree, Pat knows that mentality too. And 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 a lot of people will be able to understand that that hypothetical situation. But for a lot of people, bro, that does not make any sense whatsoever. Politically, it does not make like that doesn't even that's not even in the same realm. And it's 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 that type of leadership might be too overwhelming. And oh, hold on a second, Tamo. People. I think you. I, I think you need to like dive a little deeper. If, and by the way, for those of you guys who are listening and you never heard of Jocko Willing, please look him up. He, I mean, this guy is, is a great guy. It will change your life. But I think uh, great leadership, which I think he he has that skill. I, I really believe. I've read his books. I've listened to his podcast. I really think this dude is like perfect, perfect candidate. You know, and in the, the reason I say this, because, you know, so if you if a lot of people, if you say, oh, Jocko Willing, he's like this Navy military dude, automatically everybody thinking like following the rules, everything is super strict, everything is like regimented, you know, it's it's like, you know, what I mean? everybody's talking a fucking shirt in and wearing a uniform. But that's not the case, because, you know, what good leadership is, is understanding 
other people and, and working with them. And, and, and sometimes you got to give in. Sometimes you got You can. And I think that dude knows how to do it. I think that dude knows that if, let's say he becomes a president, he has to work with the, you know, let's say he becomes an independent. He becomes a president. He's an independent candidate, which obviously would never happen, but let's yeah. just be optimistic. Uh-huh. Here. So he's like, all right, I'm an independent. I'm the president. Okay. I got to go work with the Democrats. I got to go work with the Republicans. Democrats wants to be a little more social, give a little bit more money out, do a little bit more stupid shit. He has to, if he's a good re- leader, which I think he is, he would have to be saying like, okay, I'm going to give him some slack. I'm going to go work with them on this. This way I can get some credit with these people and then they can back me up on my shit. Same thing with the Republicans. Let's say he goes and they say, oh, you know, we got to cut taxes for like companies and or do something. They have their demands and he meets them halfway. And then, you know what I'm saying? So leadership is like a very difficult job to have. And, and it's it's not it's a balancing act more than anything. And, and people like him, I think, would be perfect to do that job because they know how to balance shit out. They know how to talk to people, how to communicate to people, how to ha- have like alternatives. Because, you know, being a leader is not like, yo, I say so and it's getting done. Why? Because I said it. Right. That's not a leadership. That's a fucking that's a boss who's annoying. That's a dictator. <laughs> you know what I mean? that's, a dictator. that's a dictator. A leader is somebody who understands you. You know what I mean? That's who, what I'm somebody saying. Somebody who, who has the will to understand you. And he's willing to work but with he, you, right? Uh, you know what, though? I think the problem goes much deeper than that because you can have a good leader, but you have there's so many pieces to this, right? Like the government yeah. is so large and you have the you know the different branches you have you know you have the senate you have the house of representatives For sure. and and it's it's like the, i feel like people think the president has a lot more like power than he does yeah well okay on on like let the legislative legislative level and maybe policy level you're right there's checks and balances you know we have the judicial we had the all these branches of government i, I don't remember all of them top of my head but you know, so th- they're there for a reason. And I think, you know, our founding fathers, they were very smart people. They did a great job, you know, props. <laughs> but a president is almost like a rock star, dude. Like if you're president of United States, you're the president of the free world, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, you have, th- there's a lot of eyes on you. There, you, you, I, I, you know, obviously like he can't just like write shit and, make the law happen but to have that figure that people can look up to that guy who's kind of like he's solid he, he he's he's working with everybody he got people behind him he got people united i think that's uh you know we need that that's i think that's what we need as far as the other branches of government obviously they're there for a reason and it's good that they're there i'm very happy that we have a system like this but you know the president i think we need somebody charismatic man we need somebody who's a good leader but i you know what i also think i think with the with the rest of the government you need uh you have too many people that have been in the game too long career politicians the whole mm-hmm. you know i think term limits would go a long way and to get more younger people into you know like congress and, and, and the house of representatives to bring new ideas and you, you so you don't have like these like established clubs of like people that are just always gonna like, you know, do each other favors and, and they just yep. keep pushing the same agenda. And yeah. it doesn't matter, you know, who's running the country. Like, if, if these guys don't agree, then nothing gets done. I agree. So it's, it goes very deep with the, like, with the whole divide. I think, 
I think a candidate that was it would be an independent would be a good way to unite everybody, because like somebody that appeals to both sides. But I think yeah. it's it's very very tough because right now the, t- the two parties are just so opposed to each other. They're like on broad different spectrums, you know. Like the Democrat Party is pushing for like a lot of socialism. And, you know, the conservative party wants to, you know, stick to the constitution and, you know, they, they don't want to make those progressive changes. So I, it's like, I think that's where the big divide is. And and you have people that, you know, are like die. I think the other issue is people like don't understand, like, you don't have to be loyal to one party your whole life. You know what I mean? Like as your views change, like, I think that's, what's important to kind of, you know, see what yeah. they're about at a certain time and, and with your, you know, the power you have is to vote. So, you know, you kind of look at the direction that like, okay, what's, where's this party going versus where's this party going? And right. I think it's important to vote like, you know, every election to, to, you know, push, push uh, what you want to happen, which direction you want the country to go to versus just like paying attention to just the president, because it goes a lot deeper than that. Right, Yo, right. so let me let me change gears here a little bit because like we could talk about this political side all we want. I mean, bro, yeah. like neither uh, you know neither one of us is is really like qualified to like to, to have any change into this, right? Well, that, that'll mm-hmm. never happen. We could we could speculate it. it you know, it's 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 interesting, like you know the the way we see things. But what we do have power about, and what we do have, I would say, uh, somewhat a say is, bro, because we're the next generation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 could set the example for the youth. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We could set the example for somebody that that's maybe a little bit more ignorant, or we could set an example for people for for somebody that's that's mixed up between all of this, you know, the, the, the Democrats and Republicans, whatever. So what, I feel like, what can we do as as individuals? Who are you know just living our lives here in the United States? Because at the end of the day, we just want we just want to make this shit work. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, mm-hmm. right? We just want to get all get get you know um, uh, get get along and just go about our day. We got bills to pay, right? Like you know, we got problems. We just want to get back to that and just start living our lives instead right. of like you said, Pat, start talking about a problem so uh, and then start talking about each other's problems rather than fixing them. So, what can we do, regardless from the from the from the politics, to to spread that aware, awareness? And and what what and that is what I think uh, more of an important factor here because we actually do have a power to that with the with the um the, the power of the internet and the, the the power of everything being so fast right now you could you could spread that information but not necessarily not necessarily the information but that uh mentality and uh, the, the the problem that i see coming from this is that like we said before it's bro even if you had jesus right now <laughs> Right, guiding us. Oh, as a, as oh a, Jesus! Even if you had Jesus right now as, as a president, bro, people will still find ways to talk bro, shit. If they had Jesus as a president right now, you know how many people be talking shit about his mom? Be like, yo, your mom was a virgin. Are you sure, bro? They'd be fucking talking. <laughs> bro, this shit, don't have, yo, fact checkers say this is false. You know what yeah, I mean, bro? <laughs> yo, they, if they, if Jesus was around, they would fucking destroy so, him on Twitter, so bro. I think, bro, as long as we're gonna keep this same mentality that we're having right now. No matter who's going to be president, it's still going to be fucked up. 
Like, man, listen, I, I, you know, I hate to talk about this on every fucking. I podcast, hate it too, but, bro. But we bring like this it. up so often. It's so hard to not bring this up. That's what I'm saying. But, I I want to fo- I want I like I want to focus on like what like not not that I want to focus on, but I think like the, the like whoever's listening and the listener listening to this, whatever, like using these just pure simple examples of like, look, man, we got a problem here, right? Just mm-hmm. even in your life, you got a problem. Stop depending on other factors to solve this problem okay so uh, let me let me and then can start, i interrupt you there real quick go ahead, ahead taris interrupt me bro this is, i'm about to go off all right bro i love it i love it um you know what if you guys if there's people still listening this is like we are one hour into this so i hope people are still hanging on so this is what we said before when we started talking about cars right this, we, just bringing it back to our original yeah topic mm-hmm. right where we said when you know we, we were saying look it's good. You don't have to be a mechanic, but be able to get shit. Like be like, be like a competent person. You don't know. You don't have to be an Einstein. You don't have to be like Pat, you know, wing every fucking screw in the car. You don't have to be like Tamil to be able to get, but be able to like be somewhat reliant on yourself, be able to, you know, somewhat critically think mm-hmm. and it's going to get you so much further. And that's what you're saying, you know? So how, why is this a, a, a problem? And that's because of that, you know, people can't figure this out. People need to, we need to somehow just make tougher people. And I think, yeah. you know, and I think that that's going to start with people addressing their own issues, right? So the biggest issue is, is this, if you're walking around and you're talking about all these problems, show me what your fucking life look like, son. Show me what your house look like, right? Right. So if um, mm-hmm. until you get your house in order, until yeah. you get your shit right, until... Then you can't be fucking talk, walking around and talking shit. Shut yeah. the fuck up. And we get just got used to straight. that. We got used to that because it's so easy. You get online, yeah. you can talk shit about anything. That's it. Like and you know, it's, I'm, yeah, I'm every, every, everybody's a you know a critic. Everybody's, everybody's an expert. Critic. Everybody is an expert. Yeah, exactly. And he said, she said that, and and all that bullshit. So I want to get to like to the to the part where like, bro, like let's just start with our like with ourselves. Start with, with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Start, start with, with yourself. ourselves, bro. Look, look, wake up. Right. First of all, what time do you wake up? And then what do you do next? Right. You look in the mirror, bro. What do you see? Start with mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, do do, you do your there, fucking bro? bed, man. Clean your house. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Jordan Peterson, Twelve Rule for Life. You know what I'm saying? Read that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like that's the thing. That's the thing. You're gonna have a lot of people out there telling you what to do. You know, talking shit, and, and it's not gonna get anywhere until people somehow realize that you got to get your own house in order. Once Yo, you get your own house in order, then you can come and say, hey, man, look, I, I got my shit together. Let me give you a little advice. This is this is experience that I have from my life. Yo, Otherwise, and the thing is, like, don't shit. don't be don't be afraid to disagree. Like, I, I, I love that. I love that. Like, I could, like, talk to somebody that I don't agree with. Like, for example, I love talking to religious people mm-hmm. that take religion um, uh, very seriously and they take it by the fact. I love talking mm-hmm. to them because I just want to know how a human being, just the same way I breathe and that person breathes, how can that person perceive, you know, uh, uh, like the Bible, for example, as a factual event? That's a fucking okay. interesting thing to me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey. I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to it. I'm not against it. Yo, you could believe I- whatever you want. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But I love that disagreement because with the disagreement comes like that, that, um, the, the debate, well, the debate, but the conversation, you go into a conversation and before you know, you're going to start understanding each other. But when you go into, into a disagreement, immediately opposing and not even like trying to like 
trying to have that will to understand or to listen to what's been said to you that you completely disagree with, then you already lost. Both both ends already lost. Yeah, that's Who, people with fragile ego. That's people yeah. with fragile ego. They, you know, if you like have super fragile ego, you it's going to be tough for you to listen to somebody else. And you know, and you know what's even harder? Admitting that you're wrong. Yeah, it's super. Dude, I gotta make a confession. Actually, one time I don't know if you guys seen this. Uh, Pat, you might have seen. It. I don't know about Tamil. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is, if you've been on Turnpike, I don't know if there's. There's still billboards there. It's called. There's a billboard, and it would say like a quote from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And on the bottom, it would say one eight hundred Jesus. One eight hundred Jesus. So I remember one time I was driving with my coworker, and uh, we were coming from New York. And I was like, yo, call 1-800-JESUS right now. Because me, me and my coworker, like this guy, we, he's, I'm not very religious, which we have to do a podcast on that. I want to talk yeah. about some <laughs> religious shit. And my coworker, same thing. He's like, well, I'm not even, I'm not going to say I'm atheist. I'm just not religious. My coworker is like, yo, bro, I'm a straight up atheist. I don't believe any of this shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we drive in. This is like late at night, billboard 1-800-JESUS. I was like, bro, dial 1-800-JESUS right now. We're about to find out about this shit. Because it's like, bro, like they got these billboards everywhere. So uh, this is getting back to, you know, being open-minded. So mm-hmm. we dial 1-800-JESUS, this guy picks up. Oh, my God. <sighs> bro, I felt I, I, like, <laughs> so, like, I was like, so, you know, the minute he picks up, I was like, look, bro, just calling you straight up. Uh, saw, the bell- <laughs> saw the billboard. I was like, bro, I don't believe any of this shit. Like, like uh-huh. what you got, you know, like, I just went right, right off the cuff. You know, I was like, look, man, I think it's bullshit and, and you guys are just making shit up and this and that. And dude, this guy. So then so this guy was like, I, I was ready for this guy to just get offended right away. Uh-huh. And you know what this guy said? He's like, I, I understand why you feel that way. Like he th- dude, this conversation was great, by the way. I wish I recorded this. Uh-huh. This dude was first of all, he was super nice because you got two Jersey guys calling. He was out, <laughs> out in Oregon. He was like from Oregon right. somewhere. So, you know, you got two Jersey dudes calling him, just cursing up a storm, talking shit, bro. That's already intimidating on its own. And so we start talking, saying like, oh, dude, this is all bullshit. We don't believe in it, whatever. We kind of busting his balls a little bit. And this guy, bro, he just held on. You know, he just, mm-hmm. he just like, all right, I, I, I hear you guys. And he starts explaining why he believes in Jesus, why he believes in God and why he goes to church. And dude... Honestly, this was like maybe like 20, 30 minute conversations. We had a conversation we had with this guy. Uh-huh. And by the end of it, I was like, look, man, I still don't believe in Jesus because he was talking so much stuff. And yeah. he was yeah. explaining, you know, like he was just going in and he knew his shit, you know, but he was super passionate about it. That's what I got to give him credit, man. I right. forgot his name. I think his name was like Steve or something. I, I don't remember. But by the end of that conversation, I was like, hey, man, listen, I still don't believe in Jesus, but I got to give you a lot of credit for you know sticking through and having this conversation and and i was just i just told him i was like look man i have a lot of respect for you Mm -hmm. this is you know it kind of changed my mind because you know when you get to talk to somebody like that that you don't necessarily agree with and then they bring up their point and you get to see how passionate they are about something and i don't know when i was that when i was leaving that phone call before we hung up and even after i was just thinking like man i I felt like a dick Uh uh-huh but then I was like, dude, this was like a good lesson. I- I'm happy I called this guy because it opened yeah. up my mind to be more open-minded and to listen to people. And, you know, hey, just because I don't believe in something doesn't mean 
is it, it, it somebody else does it right but it was just it, it was it was like an interesting thing you know it was something that you know open yeah, my eyes yeah yeah 100% bit. bro and belief bro belief could be in anything you could believe in you know little smurfs running around underneath your bed on unicorns if you really believe in it good for you i mean you go at it you know what i'm saying that doesn't necessarily make it that that's a fact or that's true belief can go like very very strong in anything that you believe in and and if if you know if that that makes you a better person, that makes you a, a person that listens and 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 a person that that likes to go into a conversation like you had with that guy. Fuck it, right? Who cares at that point? So, but at that, but at the same time, like you actually took the initiative to call or to to put put yourself in a position where you'd be confronted with something you absolutely yeah. disagree with. And I mm-hmm. felt like I opened my mind a little bit because yeah. going into it, I was calling. You know, me and my coworker were calling. To just bust somebody's balls. It was and just like, a joke. Look, it was just a joke. And, you know, if you're listening, you think I'm a dick, you have the <laughs> every right to think that way because I was definitely being a dick before I made that phone call. But um, it was just, it just opened up my mind to, 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 to just realize, like, wait a minute, you know, this is, it's okay. You know, you can have that conversation yeah. with somebody else and it's cool. You know, it's, and when you hear somebody so bad, like we were saying before, you know, if you know, like, you, you know, you can see somebody doing good work, it's it's rewarding. And then when I was listening to this guy being so passionate about something, I'm like, dude, this guy, if he was like passionate about like fucking Toyota cameras or something, Toyota cameras <laughs> or something, and became a salesman at Toyota dealership, he would crush it. Yeah. Like, this dude would fucking kill it, bro. Like he was so good. And, and, and he had such good explanations why he believed in Jesus and what he was doing. I was like, bro. If I wasn't already like old enough to like say fuck this shit, yeah, I would yeah. sign up right now, dude. I give. <laughs> I was like, bro, I would have been making a donation. But you know what? That's a, that's a great story because that shows you. You know what I think is missing. Uh, you know, often in, in like disagreements between people, is, is that empathy to like try to understand where the other person is coming from. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this guy did, right? Like you, you called him as like a joke. You know, you're like, yeah, dude, like, listen, like, you're full of shit. Like, this, this, Jesus is bullshit. And then, like, you know, and then you took the time to actually listen to what he had to say. And, like, it, it changed your perspective a little bit, right? Because you're like, all right, well, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And it's like I said, it didn't make me more religious than I was before. Like, it didn't do anything for me in that aspect, but it just opened my mind in, in like, and, and just, I was just mind blown how you know dedicated this guy was and mm-hmm. how passionate about something. And I was just like, man, you know, I felt, I felt like a dick. You know, I, honestly, at the end, I felt, I was like, fuck, man. You know, this this was actually a cool dude. I would I wouldn't even mind having a beer with him. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's, it's it, so it's, let me it's, let me add something to that that i usually do well usually every once in a while and i i don't know if i mentioned this on the podcast before but i know i talked about it with someone i might have talked about it with you taris but i i don't think i mentioned it on the podcast and this is something that i do quite often so go on go on google maps right that's mm-hmm. uh, that's something we always use but usually we use it to like literally like go down the block and you know go to the go to the Starbucks or go to like you know the the the, the highest rated Yelp restaurant on uh, on Google Maps bro go on Google and zoom out wherever you are this is this is going to be you know 
an amazing experience. I can guarantee you. And and sometimes I take a hit and and do this. That's up to you. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can do this sober. You can do this after taking a hit. Oh, I wish I did it yesterday Yo. when I took that fifty. Oh, <laughs> that reminds me. I forgot to take some edibles today. That was the plan. <laughs> I don't advise that on on doing this on a, on the fifty milligram dose. But uh, anyway, so. Yo, so zoom out as far as you can, right? And then, you, and then you're gonna start noticing. Oh wait, there are other countries around you. Look at that. You know what I mean? There you go. And they start. You're gonna start noticing countries you've never know, you've never noticed before. Mm-hmm. Zoom in on those countries. Zoom in on those countries, and you're gonna see restaurants. You're gonna see, I don't know, you know, car shops. You're gonna see stores, just the same way you would see around your block. Click on any store, any restaurant, any service place, whatever. There's gonna be a number. Call that number. Call that fucking number and just have a conversation with that person on the other line. Bro, I've called Alaska so many times. <laughs> I've called Alaska <laughs> so many times. What I'm not the kidding. fuck? Bro, I'm oh, a second, but did you call different countries? Because yeah. you might yeah. get charged for that. Yo, uh, fuck it. I'll go on Skype and like with Skype. Uh, you know, or WhatsApp. WhatsApp. You could do WhatsApp. You could do WhatsApp. Like now these days, like uh, um, what is called? Like, you know. Stores uh-huh. and shit. They have what? They have WhatsApp. Uh, I, I, I want to hear this. What did you call that? Where where is this going? I, I zoom out. Like for example, this one time I called Alaska and I went to the furthest city, the furthest town. It's not even a city. What am I talking about? Like fifty, you know, like fifty people lived in that little town, all the way up to Anchorage, even actually for, uh, further than uh, Anchorage in Alaska. It is a little town. I, I forgot the name, uh, but mm-hmm. any town doesn't matter, right? So I zoom in and I call this motel. I call this motel, bro, and I call him. And this guy picks up. And I swear to God, like the town had maybe like six buildings. The guy- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is the, last right. the guy picks up. He's like, hello? How can I help you? Like with a, with like a nice little, little accent. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey man, how you doing? He's like, uh, I'm very well. Thank you. Uh, uh, are you Did calling you send other- him a wink? So... <laughs> if, I, if I had the possibility, I would send him a wink. So I'm like, hey man, look, um, I'm actually like, you know, I'm not interested in, you know, staying at the the, the motel, or whatever. I just want to talk to him. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Yo, he was like, wait, what? You calling from Los Angeles? I'm like, yeah, man. I just want to see how you doing over there, man. What's going on? He's oh, like, dude. He was like, oh man, oh yeah, um, yeah, everything is good, you know. <laughs> bro, next thing you know, we had an amazing conversation, bro. We had an amazing conversation talking about life. Dude, I made this guy. He's like, yo, I sit here. Like, I never get calls. So when the phone (laughs) rang, he's like, oh, I felt like, you know, we're going to have some tourists. So I picked up. And then suddenly you start talking to me. It was like, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. I I, Like, this is really nice. Like, I've never had this before. And I'm like, yeah, man, I just want to see how, because I live in LA and I've lived in New York, whatever. But I've never, like, how is it to be in Alaska? He's like, you know, the gas prices are quite expensive here because the gas prices there are super expensive, bro. They pay like $6 a gallon, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. very, very five to six gallons. But, you know, we we support each other here, you know, and we're we're, kind of like disconnected from everything, you know, everything else going on in the United States. But, you know, we follow the news and we're getting along, man. And and yeah, anytime you're out here, man, just come by. Like, it's not a problem. And and thanks for calling. You were so appreciative, bro. This other time I call, hold on. This other time I call um, uh, a Starbucks in Anchorage. That's, you know, um, uh, a bigger city in, in, uh, in Alaska. 
And I, I just call a random coffee shop. I think it was Starbucks. And this girl picks up, and I start I start talking to her, and I start talking to her how I'm an actor, and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to make it here in LA. And she was she was so excited about it, right? And then she she she's saying that she had a friend that wanted to come out to LA. That she was a singer, bro. She she sent me her Instagram account, and I hit this girl up on her Instagram, checking her uh, her music out, and I and I recommended it to a producer, bro. Not kidding. Just from a random call to Starbucks at and the last, Dude, you know what I'm saying? And I was that, like, is, awesome. that is crazy. Yeah. You know yeah. you change those people's lives, bro. You know that guy from you that know. motel? He's probably till this day, he's still yeah. telling people, he's like, You're not gonna believe this, bro. Yeah. This guy from LA called me up. We just bullshitting <laughs> for an hour and a half. Dude, straight up this other time I went on Twitch. That's like a video game stream. Oh, you told me about that. I told you about that, right? I went on Twitch and I went to the most uh there's this game. Uh, it's like a, it's like a space game. It's a very very intricate game. Like it's not a game you play just like you know you play Call of Duty or whatnot. It's a very intricate game. It's like a clicking game, but it's it, you need a certain intelligence to play that game and a lot of patience. So uh, already mm-hmm. you're not gonna have that many streamers. And I went to page six on Twitch. I went to page six. That, that's deep waters that's right deep there. Deep waters bro. right there, bro. I went to page six and I saw this guy streaming, and he had forty videos up, and he had like like. He was averaging two views uh, uh, a video, and one view was probably himself, and another one maybe I don't know another <laughs> account. Another computer. <laughs> Yo, I go online and I start watching this guy, and then suddenly the, the number goes from two to to three, and then mm-hmm. suddenly, and then he's talking right, but this this whole time he's talking, commenting on the game. He, he was in Romania. This was in Romania, and and it was late at night there because over here it was like uh, I think it was like. Uh, 8 p.m. and over there was probably like 3, 4 a.m. And he was playing this game. And, and uh, let me like, just remind you, it's a very intricate game. It's not an exciting game to watch even, you know. So I'm just, and, But I, I was just interested. And this guy was super lonely. And I, st- I start texting him on Twitch. Yo, he got so excited. And he was like, yo, you want to go discover like the galaxy? I'm like, yeah, man, let's go fucking go discover galaxy right now. You know, this guy starts traveling. We start talking about like Interstellar, the movie. We start talking about space time. We start talking about like like life in outer space and how like Elon Musk would go to Mars and whatnot. I connected with this, with this guy in Romania and he goes like, man, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, it's very lonely out here. Like, you know. I, I don't know why I why I stream sometimes, but I just stream it for like, you know, just to, for the heck of it. But he's like, all my streams was worth just for this encounter, man. And I, I really thank you. He was like very, very thankful, right? L- little did I know, talking to him, I did a production. I did a commercial in Romania. And he was one of the cat, one of the crew members of the same production that I did in Romania, bro. This commercial wow. that I shot last no. year. No. Yes, yes. He said, yes, bro. You remember that? I, I told him I did a, uh, because I, when I told him where he was from, he said Romania. And I said, mm-hmm. um, I said, oh, I, bro, I did a, I did a commercial. I did like a Rocky um, uh, Honor commercial for a bank uh, in Romania. He said, wait, get the fuck out of here. He said, you, you, the last time in summer? I'm like, yeah, bro, in Bucharest. He's like, holy shit, bro. I was there at the production. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and he was, he was like one of the uh, uh, crew members. He was in the film business there in, in Romania. And just like that, bro, I connected with somebody that it was like it, it, like it was not meant to happen, basically. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't do that. You don't go to page six. Mm-hmm. Page one, maybe page two. And even page two, you're already Dude, like, I've yeah. never been to page two on Google, yeah. bro. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> the fact that you went to page six on Twitch, page man, six, is impressive. Bro. Page six. So now, now imagine like how much... 
how much power we have, bro, and how much how Yo, connected we are, and we forget I, it. we forget dude, about that. We're completely listen, oblivious to that. Listen, I just want to say something. What you doing? That's such a great thing to do. I, I think we should just do this for the podcast. Dude, just like figure out how to like call yeah. random people. You know what we should do? We should find like a place in Belgium, like a, like a bakery, and call bakery, them and ask them if they have a good chocolate. Yeah. Oh no, call them and ask them where we could find some good chocolate. 100%. Just start fuck with them. You know yeah. what I mean? Just fuck with them a little bit. What do you think they would say? Oh, they'll love it. They'll, they'll talk. <laughs> they'll love it. You know, and they might not even be that, uh, you know, like uh, strange to it. But when you call like distant places, like like sometimes I go to Siberia and usually they don't speak uh, English. Dude, nah, yeah, you're, not, speak. you're not doing shit there, bro. Yeah, they don't speak English. But uh, I sometimes I call like like Far East Asia, uh, like China. Bro, they're so confused. They're like, what? They're like, oh, we get a spam call from America because I got the spam calls from China, bro. I get them all the time, dude. Yo, these motherfuckers, I always, like, I remember when I first started getting spam calls from China, I'm like, these cocksuckers, they don't even do their research. You know what I mean? Dude. And so we, we play a little reverse psychology. Just call them up in China and, like, Wuhan, start talking about, like, you know. Yeah, call them up, see what's going on. Instead and of fucking watching like, Fox and CNN, call Wuhan right now. Go go over there. Call, you know, I don't know, get some credit on Skype, $3. You know, you spend $3 on Yo, coffee. Get some credit you know on Skype. You know the problem is? Wuhan. Bro, if you call Wuhan, we get flagged, bro. You might get deported, bro. You got to be careful calling Wuhan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right now, you got to be careful who you call, you know? That's why like, you guys should call there's, there's definitely some, uh, some shady stuff going on between the two. But, Pat, you know what I'm saying, bro? Dude, that's, I can't, the, the story with Alaska, like, blew my mind. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I agree with Pat. Dude, it's a, I mean, I'm just busting balls. That's what I do. But, dude, it's a great, great idea, dude. It's a, it, Actually, it's an amazing idea. I would be down to do it, like, right now, man. I want to call somebody in some <laughs> West Mumblefuck somewhere, dude. Be like, hey, man, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, yeah. you got to catch him so off guard, like, <laughs> It's very off guard, especially there, man. They, they got like literally, it was like I looked on maps. It had six buildings, and it was just like like just water all around. It was bro. Little, it was do you know? Island. I'm telling you, this guy. It, when did you call him? Yo, I called him like uh, I was like right before the pandemic hit, bro. So eight months ago. Yeah. Listen, this guy till this day, there's six buildings, same people, and he keeps telling the same story. He's like, bro, you're not gonna believe this. On January fucking 15, this guy called me. <laughs> I was yeah. just, you know, I was just sitting in a hotel room ready to commit suicide. This fucking nothing going on here. This polar bears working around. And and this dude just called me from LA. Yo, and there's another thing that I noticed, man. A lot of ethnic Asians live there, but they're they're American, but like they're like it's so, so weird. Like they're Hawaiian Asian. I've I, I didn't know that I didn't know this about Alaska, but I start calling around and and you and I saw pictures, right? Like you go on, on pizza restaurant or whatever, or or like any any of those um, um, locations you can click on Google Maps. You see kind of mm -hmm. like a preview pictures, and and I saw like it's almost like uh, like the Eskimo culture. I don't know exactly how to call that, but like no, that's uh, what it is. Yeah, dude. right. Yeah, yeah. So. 
and I did not know that I did not know this about Alaska, but they have a, a huge Asian influence. And I, I this one time I, I called a church, but they didn't pick up because I would love to like speak with a church in Alaska. You know what I'm saying? So, dude, you you have no idea. I'm like familiar now with Alaska, bro. I'm familiar with. Bro, they know on. you. They know you by the name, bro. You show up there, man. You should run for office in Alaska, bro. So, they vote for you. So that's you what I'm saying. Almost everybody there. Dude, you probably talk to half the population. <laughs> yeah. So, bro, so sometimes we forget how powerful these little tools that are that we have. And we're just so we're just so limited by these stupid things we watch daily. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to zoom out. You got to zoom Yo, out. But of yourself, that's the bro. thing. You got to have an open mind. You, gotta like, have an you open have mind. an open mind that you dude, honestly, to like what you just said. So for somebody to just realize and do that, it, it, it I, dude, I wouldn't even think of shit like this. I mean, yeah. I called the one in hydrogen, one eight hundred Jesus number just to fuck with the guy. You actually zoomed out and just went and talked to somebody just to have a yeah. conversation and see how they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking great, dude. That's actually yeah. a pretty cool thing to yeah. do. Like, imagine, like for example, like you're like very, very democratic. Like you're a very, very democratic per- person, bro. Pick up the phone, go to like a very, very Republican state. Call like in, Dallas taxes. Yeah, well, yeah, and or, call um, and start talking to those people. Just to what? Well, what's what's wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're home right now, anyways. You're not doing shit, right? You're just waiting for your check to come through by the government that you so so fucking uh, hate, right? Uh, you're just sitting home right now and just and, and just waiting for for your problems to be solved. Go ahead, talk to the people that you disagree with. Get yourself into into situations that you do not you're not familiar with get yourself uncomfortable and then that's how you're going to understand each other that is at least this is coming from an immigrant bro you know what i'm saying so I, I, like it, it, when we t- when we're trying to talk about like how can we fix this is to start mm-hmm. start like getting our minds open up and to realize dude there's so much more out there than what we see right now on the news and on, on the social media and uh, fuck all that shit man fuck all that shit you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I'm telling you, every time I did, I can guarantee you guys do it. You're gonna have an amazing experience. Call a very distant, remote, like this one time I I tried calling Antarctica, but no, like like you know what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Nobody yeah, wants to pick. Why not, bro? Why not? Like we see Antarctica, and you don't you think of it just as an image? You you never really thought of it as an actual location, but it's out there, bro. Right now, penguins are fucking freezing their asses off, man. You know what I'm saying? You could call that place. Go ahead, call them. Call Greenland. Call fucking like places you've never heard before, and get get just like. Be, become aware of there's just so much going on and people are just the same man you call them you give you you show interest in their life this guy who sits at this motel who maybe they'll have like three four people a year gets a call from cali bro that's amazing and he's like your house cali and is is it hot out there i always want to come out man but he's like i can't seem to find myself to get away from this island i'm like bro <laughs> Too much going on. <laughs> He's like, it's far, man. It's a f- dude. It's a trip. Why from trip. that from the island that I called? It was like so close to Russia. It was basically Russian territory. It was like it was further than flying from New York to here. Like, think about the distance, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's still you know USA territory, so you could give him a call. So yeah, man. I mean, guaranteed. You do that, you're gonna have an amazing time. You're gonna have an amazing conversation, and I can guarantee you're gonna learn a thing or two. And uh, that's where it starts. You know what I'm oh, saying? That's beautiful, man. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you should do that's, that. That's such a great idea. Yeah, if you could, if you could call in somehow for the podcast, I think that would make for a great episode. Dude, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm already got a, like this thing in my head. Man. <laughs> we can just figure this out it. somehow. 
and record the audio for this. I like this would be amazing. Just call some dude in like like North Dakota somewhere by the border. This yeah. is like small ass town, three fucking houses, like you said. Just be like, hey, what's up, dude? How's how's North Dakota? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. So how's your day been so far? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Wow. So yeah, that's bro. Amazing. So that's sort of it. We just hit a one hour and uh, twenty six minute. What is it? One hour and a half. So Pat, almost, almost. What's good, man? Thank, thanks for what your knowledge, up? bro. Thanks for coming hey, in. And, uh, thanks, thanks for having me on. This was uh, this was definitely fun. This is it's, a good it's, conversation. It's amazing how man. fast the time flew by. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, uh, again, um, you know, we we started off with small, you know, mechanical and car problems, and we ended up big. Going all the way to Alaska, you know. Well, what I'm Alaska, saying? Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, only you could think of something like that, man. That's a great <laughs> idea. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do it, man. You got to do it. We're on this planet right now, so let's. I, I've always been big into geography. I've always loved geography, mm-hmm. and like, like ever since I was a kid, I, uh, I like, I, I loved capitals. Like, I love like knowing capitals around the world, and uh, you know, like quizzing myself capitals of the world and currencies and all that and um you know so this is and now with google maps dude sometimes people forget how you know amazing google maps is bro and it shows you a lot of information it shows you like like sometimes like checking out borders of certain countries it's insane how borders are set up uh of certain mm-hmm. countries like it, it teaches you a lot of like how how like territories work and you just you like we just forget how much we could learn mm-hmm we just forget. We, we we forgot that that part of of life these days because we're we're just so consumed by this this dopamine release of of bullshit feed we have on our on our social media feed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The gratification, the, yeah. the gratification, the bro. Yeah. The love, you, like, you know, like yeah. what is it? What is it really doing for you? You know, it's it's funny. Like remember when we were like younger? It's like oh, you know, like. You, you you'd never think that you'd have the information all the information in the world like in the palm of your hand at all yeah, times man. but yeah, yeah it's one stupider yeah yep. and i just want to touch on this if you go back you know like 100 200 years ago you know how much of a privilege it was to have a book and like knowing how to read yeah think about that if you knew like how to read write and math like, dude, I mean, dude, you you were dude, ready. Man. You were the fucking shit, dude. Yeah. And now you have all these things that people just a hundred, like just a hundred, not even, dude, the people, there's people at this day and age, 2020, there's people out there who cannot get their hands on a fucking book and, and, and don't know how to read. There's still, those people still out there. There's just no arguing about that, right? Mm-hmm. And, 100%. you know, when we in this country, a lot of people, you, me included, we take this for granted. We take this luxury that we have for granted. And instead, we just let the technology, you know, the shitty part of the technology take over our lives, man. And we don't realize that it's happening. And, you know, people need to open up their eyes and understand how fortunate they are. Because this this came, this, this, this came at a price, man. This was not just, it just didn't happen. You know, people mm-hmm. sacrificed their lives. People fought for this shit. You know, this country got started. Those people did their due diligence. You know, so like all all these like ha- things had to happen in order for us to have what we have today. And here we are taking a lot of this for granted. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like yeah. that. 
So that's why we're here, bro. Let's spread that awareness, bro. Let's spread that knowledge and hopefully uh, people take the best of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, I think it's important to listen to people more, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially the people times, you disagree with. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of times when you're talking to people you disagree with, um, like people have the goal to just like win versus you could get yeah. a lot more accomplished if you're willing to hear both sides and have an open mind, you know, where, Oh, you know what? Like you make some good points. I never thought of yeah. it that way. And, and then you get, I think you get a lot more accomplished. Yes. I agree with that, man. I agree with that. That's a so, good, uh, that's a good note. That's a good note, that's to, a good uh, note to fade to out. This up. <laughs> All right. So on the final words, open up your minds, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and, the wrap and buy a Camry when you start opening up your mind and buy a Camry yeah we should buy a Camry call 1-800-JESUS and open up your mind motherfucker that's it yo look, look yeah. how everything came together we had the Camry with the Jesus sticker and now we're talking yeah. about calling Jesus with the Camry <laughs> from the Camry from the Camry I <laughs> yo Pat again check him out everybody on uh, SMG to 6MT Instagram we will have that in the show notes, so you can go and uh, you'll be able to click on the, on the link, and uh, you'll you'll find Pat when in his Instagram. If you have a car, E46 M3, that you need to swap it to the proper transmission, not that fucking, you know, that's some gay at, shit. You know, if you need that man pedal added, I'm your guy. Yeah. If you if you're trying to grow if you're trying to grow a pair of balls, <laughs> and, and you want to drive a manual. And you want to drive a manual transmission like a real man, and you got an E46 M3, you know who to contact. Damn, Towers, I should I should send your voice to my <laughs> voice agent, bro. You might be getting some gigs. Ooh, you never <laughs> yeah, know, bro. Yeah, we're coming in hot. Right, yo. Uh, thanks All for right, listening. Guys, See you next time.